Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from St. Louis, the game, the series, as well as the road trip, and the results are good. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Tim Allen, and uh, Austin, Texas here as the Brewers get a 9-3 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals in Game 3 of this three-game set and a huge win for the Brewers, a huge win for the Brewers here after, what, nine games now, a 5-4 and four mark, and series victories in their last two series. Uh, suddenly, the crew has won four of their last five games. And when you take a little inventory, guys, against the Minnesota Twins, then you hit the road to Chicago and St. Louis, and you come out of that with a five and four mark. I don't care what team you are Dodgers, Yankees, you name it, you got to be okay with that, considering it's a five and four mark. And, uh, again, uh, you couldn't ask for much more than that. Although, with, with a little bit of offense in those first seven games, Brewers probably should have an additional victory here. But we'll take this at 5-4 and four as they uh, kind of set the tone here in the division that, yeah, this is going to be a dogfight all season long as uh, the Brewers get the victory today. We're going to hear from C- Craig Council today. Really looking forward to hearing from Council because – there's some injury issues here. Obviously, Colton Wong to the IL yesterday, but Christian Yelich removed in the second inning today due to uh, back uh, pain or discomfort or whatever tag they want to put on that. Uh, and also Travis Shaw with the ankle removed mid-game. But uh, what, So really looking forward to hearing from Craig Council today as the Brewers uh, finish up the six-game road trip into Chicago and St. Louis with a 4-2 and two mark. And indeed, they'll take that. Brett Anderson on the hill today uh, for the Brewers as they scored the nine runs today, nine runs yesterday in their first seven games of this season, this championship season, they scored 18 total runs. 
And you do the math. This one's pretty easy. In the last two games, they've scored 18. So 20 in the first seven, 18 in their last two. And I like this. You follow up a nine-run output, and how many times have we taken some calls and how many times have you said it in a, in a runaway victory? Save some for tomorrow. Save the, and it, It's uh, inevitable that uh, it happens where you score like two or one the next day. It didn't happen today. Brewers get uh, uh, they get the big victory, scoring nine of them today. Let's hit the game recap, and it didn't take long for Lorenzo Kane to get things going. First pitch of the game, a double off the wall, and then Daniel Vogelback and a one-two count. Uh, laces this RBI base hit. The one-two on the way. This one rolled into right field, the base hit, and Lorenzo Kane comes around and scores the Brewers' first run of the game. Well done, first two in the batting order. That's a great count, so pushing the right buttons, getting Vogel back in the lineup and hitting him right behind Kane. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, guys, as – you get a couple of ground ball pitchers in this uh, starting rotation for the Brewers this year, and it so happens to line up Adrian Hauser and Brett Anderson, the two ground ball pitchers, back-to-back. Okay, that being said, with Wong out, let's keep this in mind. It's a good day to have Keston Hira take one of those days off for now. Just for now, I, I think that you know will help him in his uh, defensive struggles. It will help him and. You know, getting a little more consistent offensively. So Council did just that today. Keston off, Vogel back in there on uh, at first base, and he laces first first at bat. A Brewers uh, on the board, two batters in, one zip. Now Christian Yelich up, and we've been watching this, or at least I have been, and I've been asking you guys to uh, take just take a little bit of a look at fastballs being taken or fouled back by this Brewers offense. Yelich up for his first at-bat. He's up 2-0 in the count. Watches strike one fastball, dead red, 2-0, fastball count, and he watches the fastball down the middle. Christian, I, I don't have too much to argue with you about overall. But, man, go back to the basics here. I mean, he's, been, he, he's a singles hitter right now, and the power is going to get there. So the fourth pitch of the sequence, then a fastball. Again, straight back he fouls it. And then what happens? Now you're 2-2 and you're wondering what what he's going to throw you. There it is, the junk, and he tries to go the other way. He flies out to left. Garcia then steps up, and we all know what he did yesterday with the five knocked in, a two-run homer, a two-run double, a bases-loaded walk. Well, sit back, enjoy this one. This was his first at-bat with a man aboard. Garcia yesterday, two for four in that game. And this one hammered into left field, way back into that bullpen. A home run for Avi Garcia, his second of the season. And Milwaukee now out in front, three to nothing. Uh, pretty much the same pitch that he hit out in yesterday's game. Fastball middle in, and he did not miss it. Boy, he's starting to heat up. Yeah, that one he did not miss. The Brewers' offense did not miss that fastball right there. Three zip, just four batters into the ball game. Wow, Brewers up uh, early in this one. Brewers looking for more. A four-pitch walk to Travis Shaw. And then Manny Pena rocks a double, second and third. Three in, just one out. Runners on second and third, Jace 
Peterson goes deep count, a seven-pitch at bat, a shallow pop-up to left for that second out. That brings up Urias. They intentionally walk him to load the bases. That brings up Brett Anderson. They bat around in the first inning today. Anderson up in the count, 3-0, takes a couple of strikes, and then he's going to sit back and watch this full count pitch. Let's see if he can hit the target or will he miss and get the Brewers another run. strike zone and Milwaukee will take it and plate another it's four to nothing that'll be a pretty good pitch wow they put up four in that first inning that uh, bases loaded walk to Anderson that had to be just humiliating you did hear some fans laughing in the background there Lorenzo Cain flies out to end the inning but uh, four hits four runs a couple of walks and a 4 nothing lead into the bottom of the first inning. Brett Anderson needs the shutdown inning in the first and gets it. However, did give up a couple of hits, a leadoff base hit. Falls behind Goldschmidt, 3-1. Comes back to get uh, Goldschmidt to hit into a double play. That was big. A base hit for Arenado. Falls behind Molina, 3-0. Comes back to work it. Uh, 3-1 and gets a ground ball to end the frame. Again, Brett Anderson was not super sharp today. He just wasn't, but just good enough. Brewers offense putting up some numbers in the second inning. Leadoff walk to Daniel Vogelback. Yelly then with a base hit, then a pop-up to Garcia. Travis Shaw steps up, and how about Travis this season? Travis Shaw to right field. How far will it go? A monster shot for Travis Shaw. A three-run home run. And Milwaukee exploding here in St. Louis. And a big lead now of 7 to nothing in the second inning. Wow. Seven zip after, what, an inning and a third there? Travis Shaw, just amazing. Yeah, so far, so good for the uh, returning Brewer here in the 2021 championship season. That chases uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon. 50 pitches through an inning and a third and seven Ernie's given up in that uh, through the second inning. Uh, Oviedo to, to come in from the bullpen. You got to credit this, this dude because he shut the Brewers down for four and a third out of the bullpen. That kept the Cardinals in that game. Uh, let's see here. He was greeted by Manny Pena, one of his eventual three hits in the ball game for Manny Pena. Seven hits for the crew to that point. Jace Peterson strikes out, and Urias grounds out to end that frame. Three up in the second, seven zip into the bottom of the second inning. Brett Anderson into some trouble here. As I said, he wasn't super sharp after a flyout. Uh, he walks a man, then allows a base hit. A couple of runners aboard with just that one out. More trouble as he walks the eight hitter to load the bases. Goes full to the pitcher, but gets him to hit a ground ball. Uh, it does score the run. Uh, it's 7-1 to one at that point. Two outs, two on with that one in. And then he gets a, a line out to finally end the frame. Anderson Wild, he was about 50 pitches after two innings, but Brewers maintain a six-run lead, and that's you know where Christian Yelich in that bottom of the second was removed. 
for Jackie Bradley Jr. turns out to be back soreness is what the reports were. Uh, stick around for counsel's comments on that. Brewers empty in order in the third. Uh, Barrett Anderson out for the third. Settles in, mm, sort of, a quick couple of outs. Goldschmidt and Arenado, but Molina hits him for a double and gets a ground ball to Shaw to get out of it. Shaw's defense has been amazing, too. I think, um, you know, under-appreciated under, uh, here thus far. Brewers 1-2-3 in the fourth. Uh, let's see, second consecutive innings, they, they went three up, three down. Another two-out base hit given up by Anderson in that fourth, but he's hanging in there into the fifth inning with the Brewers up six. Uh, Brewers foot traffic in that uh, six, or fifth inning. Pena and Peterson with walks. Uh, Urias hits into a uh, fielder's choice. Runners at the corners for Brett Anderson, and he bunts into a double play. With the shift, it was... Uh, Two six four double play. So figure that one out. Uh, first clean, in, uh, clean inning for Anderson. One two three in the bottom of that fifth inning. Sixth inning coming in as uh, the Brewers. Nothing again. Anderson's day is done uh, with those five innings. Just the one run given up. But again, you know when you don't have your best up stuff and you can go five with just the one run given up, we'll take that. No no question about it. Uh, Yardley in all sorts of trouble in the sixth inning, walks a leadoff man, hits the second man, flares single to the third man, bases loaded, nobody out. Next man up an opposite field, two-run double. Wow. Uh, seven to three, nervous time. Two in, two on, nobody out. And a huge double play, a comebacker to Yardley, checks the runner at third, He's not going anywhere. The runner at second is, though. He goes to first real quick to get the one out. Vogelbach runs straight at the corner. A little bit of a rundown. They get the double play right there. Two huge outs right there. Carpenter in to pinch hit. Flies out to end the mess. But they get two. They minimize the damage. Big, big, big in that sixth inning to keep it a four-run lead for the Brewers. Three up, three down for the Brewers in the seventh. J.P. Fireisen coming on for the bottom of the seventh. J.P. does what J.P. does. Just a two-out walk in a scoreless frame. Wow, what a season for J.P. Fireisen. You know, we're talking about that bullpen all the time here as of late, needing another arm. Well, they may have found it in J.P. Fireisen. Brewers uh, asking for some insurance in the eighth inning. Leadoff walk to Urias. Steals second on the strikeout to McKinney. Wild pitch moves him over to third. Kane then draws a walk. Uh, runners at the corners with the one out. And a new pitcher coming in for St. Louis. Enough of Hicks as uh, Schilt. Kane steals second. And Vogelbach strikes out. Big out right there. Bradley Jr. pops up to end the frame. It stays 7-3 to three into the bottom of the eighth inning. Boxberger in. One, two, three for Brad Boxberger. That's huge for the Brewers' right-hander. Ninth inning. Brewers. Garcia reaches on air. Moves over to second base on a fielder's choice by Robertson and Manny Pena. How about Manny Pineapple? Pena to left, and look at this one fly way back. 
Manny Pena, three-hit day, his first home run of 2021. And there's some insurance runs for you. It took a while. Now, triple shy of the cycle for Manny Pena today. He was three for four with a walk, single, double, two-run home run for Manny. As uh, that, that pretty much puts it away. And it was big, guys, and I'll, I'll tell you why it was big. And I was eyeballing this. If they could attack on and get this lead to five, six, seven runs, it would allow Council to go to Drew Rasmussen, who's only had two outings this, this year. And he is, um, well, again, are they still one arm short in that bullpen? They might be, and Drew Rasmussen might be the guy. But I was looking for that, and Manny uh, provided that, and it allowed Drew Rasmussen to get in there and shut this thing down, have some success there. Did give up a base hit, but uh, certainly a feel-good outing for Drew Rasmussen. And there's your final, 9-3 the final as the Brewers take the game in the series. And for as good and bad as the Brewers have been playing this year, because th- there, were, there were some bad you know, stretches here. Will you take the five and four as a success? And and I will just answer that question right away. I will based on the schedule. Yes. Uh, because, you know, playing good baseball, you're probably coming out of this thing with at least one additional uh, victory, and namely the offense. Now, the Brewers uh, starters, uh, Brett An- Anderson did give up a run through five innings, and that did break a string. Uh, here's here's one for the ages. Uh, four consecutive starts for Brewers starters, going at least five innings, allowing no earned runs. They've only done that in franchise history history one other time, and that was back in in my heyday of 1976. That was Jim Slayton, Bill Travers, Jimmy Slayton number 41, Billy Travers number 25, and then Jim Colburn number 48, and then Jim Slayton again back into the rotation uh, uh, on the other side. Four consecutive outings. So the last five outings, one time through with this starting rotation, their starters have given up a run in a minimum of five innings for each per start. And don't look now. Still a lot to unpack on this game, but don't look now. You talk starting pitching, Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns to face the Chicago Cubs in a three-game set starting tomorrow. That puts in for a good thought, doesn't it? Want to get your reaction here at 414-799-1250. The 5-4 and four start, is that sort of successful in your mind? Because I say it is based on the schedule. And the more I look at this schedule, you've got the Cubs for three, and you get a little respite there for Pittsburgh. He's playing a little bit better. But nonetheless, they're the Pittsburgh Pirates, a rebuild organization, clearly. Then you have the Padres. Then you have the Cubs. Then you have the Dodgers. This schedule is brutal the first month. And they're hanging tough. And that's why my answer is yes. Could they have a better record? I think so. I think, I think it's fair to say the offense hits one additional, one additional win. So you go from five and four to six and three, but that five and four mark with what you've seen here now, you know you lose the opening game of each of of the past two series in Chicago and St. Louis. You bounce right back to take games two and three in each of them. Uh, we'll get to Craig Council in in a bit. Let me squeeze in uh, Ken. 
Kenny, who's been uh, holding on, my friend in West Bend. We call him Beer Count. Kenny, a uh, 9-3 victory today. What's going on, Kenny? Jimmy, always good to talk to you. Fabulous. My debut on the show this year. Yes, sir. Last year, I I had to take the year off because, let's just face it, we just weren't going to see any decent baseball last year. I don't care what anybody was going to say. Too much nonsense going on. However, 5-4 and record, this is outstanding. It's all about winning series, Tim. As you mm-hmm. know, you got to win series. Now, granted, they didn't win that Minnesota series, but here's the thing. You now, with some of the moves the Brewers have made, meaning Stearns, forcing the hand of counsel, what do I mean? Getting rid of Arcia was outstanding. Why? <laughs> Putting Shaw at third, fabulous. These guys, we need to put guys in regular everyday positions. This platooning, guys, is nonsense. When you start getting more consistency in the lineup, you will have your guys hitting better. I don't care what anybody says. I played the game for many years. You have to have that everyday in the lineup type of play, and as you start having that, you're going to get more consistency out of the bat. This platooning, guys, eh, that's all well and good, but here's the deal. As the season goes on, the pitching looks good. The middle relief looks good. I'm impressed with what they're doing right now. And as we continue to see this team progress through this month, next month, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. You know, as you know, Tim, winning series, can they win 90-plus games? You win series, you will win 90-plus games. And the BC's at 11 only. Yeah, yeah, no no, no doubt, Kenny. I, I, uh, I love winning series, there's no question. Yep. And, and in division here, I think it can't be Correct. underlooked. You have to look at in-division. It's a loss for them and a win for you. Two-game swing here. Yep. If anyone thinks you – know, I heard uh, Levering and, and Grindle talking on the broadcast today, and, and, and they were almost poking fun at people that look at standings right now. And I, I say hogwash. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree because a win is a win no matter when it is in the season. Remember, you can poke fun at it now. But if you were to lose these games and then later on in the season you'd miss the playoffs because of these early losses, who's poking fun at it then? The fact of the matter is is that every game counts, and this team is playing as if every game counts. You can see the way these guys are are with each other, how they're talking to each other when they're walking through the dugout. They've got a swagger about them. I think they've got a quiet swagger about them that says, you know what, look who we got on our squad. Look what we're doing. Get ready, because Milwaukee's yeah. not going anywhere. All right, good deal. Kenny, thanks, man. I'm going to catch up on that beer count in about an hour and a half or so. So I'll be, uh, I'll be right on your tail here <laughs> very soon. Brewers with a night game tomorrow, and, and they're obviously off tonight. Mm, wonder what Tim's going to be doing here. 414-799-1250. Uh, it is the Pella Windows Post Game Show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Brewers take the series. They win today, 9-3 the final. They now, through the first nine games, three series against some pretty stiff competition in Minnesota, Chicago, and St. Louis. They're on the front end of that 500 mark, 5-4. and four. Is that okay? I mean, is that, is that okay? I don't know if it's anything to celebrate New Year's Eve with, but it's pretty good. I'm, I'm good with that. All things considered, no doubt. Take your calls. Get to Craig Council coming up. Definitely need an update on some of these bumps and bruises. Yelly and Shaw removed from the ball game today. We'll be back. 12:50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. 
Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Speaking of Twitter, uh, there is an interesting tweet from a gentleman uh, that might be a loosely fitting term there. Uh, a, a, a dude by the name of Wilson Contreras, who was just fined for some reason. This is Brewers related. Plus, it's a uh, a tweet that uh, involves uh, the opposition for tomorrow. Yeah, Austin. Let yeah, let's just get to that now. Mike, we'll get to you in a second here. I want to know uh, from you guys at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty if indeed this is okay. This five and four mark and the way you view this. Because there's a lot of different ways you can view this. You know, maybe they're lucky. They had a couple of good games. They put up nine yesterday offensively, nine today offensively. And those little blips are going to happen. It's not an indicator of what or who these, these guys are. You could look at it a different way. The Twins, the Cubs, and the Cardinals, it's pretty stiff competition, guys. And they come out of this winning two of those three series and really wasting a uh, an outstanding performance from Corbin Burns in the twin series really probably should be six and three. But I, you know, how do you view this at a, at a five and four mark through these nine games? All right, Wilson Contreras is going to be at American Family Field tomorrow. Those of you going in, just boo the living daylights out of this guy because before you hear the tweet, I, w- I want to uh, just reiterate what I feel of uh, Wilson Contreras. First of all, I'm not not a big fan. I would love him, I would think, if he were a brewer. He's one of those guys. You know, you, you hate him because he's on the other team. If you, if you had him, you'd love him. Probably. Probably. Anytime there's a little dust-up between the Chicago Cubs and Milwaukee Brewers, who is right in the middle of it? Who? Uh, now, again, I don't know exactly who the catalyst is, but I got a good guess. It's an educated guess that it's Wilson Contreras, right? In the middle of it. Almost, in fact, I don't remember a time where he wasn't. So he uh, tweeted out something today, Austin, right? Uh, he, he was interviewed uh, and asked oh, was about, an interview. Okay. Yeah, he, he was gotcha. asked about the situation, and he was quoted saying after the benches clearing brawl last week, I guess you'd call it brawl, benches clearing incident last week, he was fined $7,500 by the MLB for breaking COVID rules. So he was quoted saying, they said I broke the COVID rules, but I was trying to defend my health. Because that pitch uh, that hit my head could have ended my career. Could have. Could have. Yeah, it could have. Maybe there's, you should no stop doubt. leaning into pitches, too. That might That's help. why you're paid millions of dollars. Because those accidents happen. Boxberger was not trying to hit you in the head, dude. So anyway. Uh, and in a weird way, I sort of understand his angle a little bit, his perspective on this. Since we're talking health, hey, man, I'm, I'm getting hit in the head. I'm pissed. <laughs> right. And and yet the M- MLB is saying, hey, we're trying to protect health, too, with COVID. So I, I could see it both ways. But look out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, t- tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Wilson Contreras. Let's see if he's right in the middle of it again. My guess is if it happens. Yes. All right. How do you view this five and four mark? Again, consider the competition. Consider the new players on this team. Just have have all the considerations in line here. 
in your grading scale here of these uh, first three series. Uh, Mike in Greenfield, you're next. What's going on, Mike? Okay, can you hear me okay? Shoot. Okay. I am really pumped. I missed a couple of the last games. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but uh, with the pitching, and now the, the offense is catching up with the pitching, Shaw is going to have a great year. A couple of the other guys, Garcia and um, I can't think of his name. He had a bad field day yesterday. Um, Keston Hira. Keston Hira. But he did make up for it with the bats. Uh, I'm just – Hook is working out to be a good pitching coach. Uh, you know, we were disappointed, I think, was it Maddox that left and kind of shook us up. But I'm pumped, and I think this could be the Brewers' year. So, so Mike, let me just ask you, the 5-4 and four mark, is that anything to write home about? Are you, are you happy with that, or are you like, yeah, it's kissing your sister, it's mm, horse apiece? No, I'm happy with it. First of all, they lost the first game of the series. Each, uh, the two series they won, they bounced back and won the next two games. They're gamers, you know, and they're, you know, they're talking to each other. I, I was listening today that the pitchers are, you know, helping each other, competing against each other. It's a healthy environment. The pitching's looking really good. And um, um, I, I think if the offense continues to, uh, you know, come on, well, look at Kane. Kane is having, uh, I don't know what his average is, but he's doing good. And uh, Yelich, that's just a little bump in the road for him with his back. But he's starting to come on, batting 321. Um, I'm thinking, are we going to miss that Braun isn't playing because of the DH? And you brought up a good point. Council is a National League uh, manager, and he's great at it. As much as we criticize him at times, so... um, I'm looking he is good at it. Yeah. He is good. Mike, hey, thanks for the call, Mike. And, he, and he's got a lot of toys to play with here. He really does. He's got some versatile players that can play around the diamond, especially now. I mean, just going to uh, Travis Shaw, for example. I mean, second, third, if you needed him, he could play first base. Urias played third last year. Played a little second base in San Diego. Obviously can play shortstop. Robertson all over the place. Jace Peterson all over the place. He's got some moves to make here. And that does that that does fit well. Um I uh you you mentioned Chris Hook there. And I may have as good as the projections were of this uh pitching staff. I'm talking the starters. I personally may have underestimated how good they are. Now, again, it's three series. It's essentially two times through the uh, rotation. I thought the offense would be a little bit better than it is. Now it's starting to come around. I get it. Um, But I I did think the offense was going to be better. And I knew the pitching was going to be good, but like this good? Really? Like... Atlanta Braves good <laughs> in, 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 a, in a way. I mean, in the last five games, the starters have gone a minimum of five innings each. And there has been one run scored, one earned run, I should say. Hauser gave up unearned one uh, yesterday. One earned run in five consecutive starts for this rotation. 
I mean, how, you can't ask for anything more. The, the, it's almost inconceivable that they could pitch any better than they are right now. So will they come back down to earth a little bit? Yep, probably. How much back down? I don't know if it's much, guys. I don't. Now, this is a huge start for Freddie Peralta tomorrow. This is. This is This is sort of, is Freddie really going to be Freddie in the starting rotation, or is this going to be, uh, you know, we tried it for six or eight starts, and here we are in late June, and, and it's just not working out. We're going to move him back to the bullpen, or is this going to be, wow, ever since he got put into that rotation, he's been off and running, and he ain't looking back. So it is a big start for Freddie tomorrow. Man, maybe I have uh, underestimated the starting rotation just a tick. Brett Anderson today was not super sharp, but I mean that's what decent pitchers do. Uh, they they hang tough when they don't have their stuff. And and really, uh, the 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 home plate umpire. I'm still trying to figure out this year's strike zone a little bit because I'm I'm confused by this. Do they want it tight? It seems like they want it tight, but then again, they want it up. Do they want it up and not down? Do they want the launch angle? Do they not want the? You know, I'm trying to figure all this out. So, let's uh, let's get to uh, Craig Council here in just a couple of minutes. Looking forward to the update on Yelich and Shaw, uh, and and just something to think about here during the break. Our last caller mentioned Lorenzo Cain. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and say this as nice as I can say this. Until Colton Wong is back at the very bare minimum, if not beyond that. Lorenzo Cain is your leadoff hitter, Craig. He's not only your leadoff hitter, he's your leader. Leave him lead in the leadoff position. Does that make sense? My goodness, what are we not seeing here? Lorenzo Cain leads this team, and he should lead off. Now tomorrow, if I see otherwise, now ah, we're just putting whoever, pick, pick a name. We're just putting him up there to get him going. We're going to give Avi, he's hot, and he's, he's got it going, and we're going to have him lead off. And Lorenzo Cain is back down to fifth or sixth. Awful, awful, awful move. Lorenzo Cain. Would you agree with that, Austin? You're big, huge, one of the biggest Brewers fans I know. I think it just makes way too much sense to leave him in the leadoff. Even when Wong comes back, if he's yep. having production in the leadoff spot, put Wong at two. You can just I would bump actually every, sit just, down with him. You just and bump t- and people down a spot. Like it, yep. If it's working, don't fix what ain't broke. I, I would literally, this is what I'd do if, if I'm counsel. I don't tell anybody about it. I don't tell the media I'm doing this. This is a behind-the-scenes thing. I'm meeting with Colton Wong, and I'm meeting with Lorenzo Kane, And we're just going to have a little chat during BP or something. Just off, off, off on the side. And I'm going to say, guys, you guys are the leadoff hitters. Low, against any lefties, you're the leadoff man. Colton, against any right-handers, which is going to be a lot, you're going to be our leadoff guy. Does that make sense to everybody? To me, it does. You're platooning everywhere, anywhere, and, and anyway. You're moving things around. Now, I know our first caller today said enough with the platoons. No, that, that's kind of the way they play. That's just what they do. He's not going to change that. 
In fact, he uh, opened up the curtain a little bit, gave you a little sneak peek yesterday during the postgame, did Craig Council on Travis Shaw. He alluded to the fact that, well, Travis is doing great offensively. They haven't faced a lot of lefties yet. What does that tell you? That's cryptic for as soon as the lefty starts, Travis is going to be sitting on the on the bench. That's what that means. But we'll see. Uh, stranger things have happened. Let's get to Craig Council. That's next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Brewers take the game and the series 9-3, a little bit of a runaway in this one. Three home runs hit by the crew today. Manny Pena, Avisail Garcia, and Travis Shaw with a three-run bomb. And some some pretty decent uh, relief pitching in this one outside of Yardley. Yardley still having a few problems here. 9-3 the final. We'll be back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, big-time win for the crew today as they take care of St. Louis. Uh, welcome back. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 9-3 the final here, and you know, I was just thinking during the break there, these are two huge series victories. And I find myself saying, well, could could they be a little bit better? For sure. And I, and I think that's always the effort, but... Uh, the results have these guys losing a tough-fought series against the Minnesota Twins where your offense just just was gone. And outside of opening day, you, you had that big dr- dramatic comeback on opening day, but outside of that, it just disappeared on you. That's a tough Minnesota Twins team. Inner division here in the Central against Chicago at Wrigley with fans back, Wilson stirring up trouble again. And then you end up taking two of three there. You go into St. Louis to open up their home portion of the schedule. And you take two of three there. These are huge series victories, guys. They are. They're setting the tone a little bit here in the Central. That's what I like. You know, this, um, you know, always, always looking uphill uh, for, for a team or even some of these hitters that are, are just, they're digging a little bit of a hole. Urias is one that's digging a little bit of a hole. We all know it's well documented with Keston, but as a team, you could do the same thing too. You come out of the shoot here two and seven, and you could say, well, you know, once the offense gets going, you start taking a few series, get back to 500. That whole mantra of, you know, get, get back around 500, then start making hay a little. No. That's uh, this. This is the baseline. This is this is the low end of that. Is right around where they're at now, and so uh, having those three tough series, not such a horrible thing right now. And and it wouldn't surprise me, guys, if 
you know, you fast forward, uh, you know, another 25 games or so, get through the uh, tougher portion of the schedule. It wouldn't surprise me that they're they're at or around 500 at that point. Maybe a game or two or three above would not be such a bad thing. So when we look at the five and four mark, I don't think we should we should look at it, you know, sideways and say, ah, it's five and four, guys. Come on, don't go crazy. It is pretty good based on the schedule, based on their offense. I mean, it is pretty decent. Let's get to Craig Council, see if we can get an update on uh, the Christian Yelich uh, back and the uh, Travis Shaw ankle and uh, the team as a whole. Here's Counts after the victory. Craig, the uh, offense seemed to pick right up where they left off yesterday. You scored late yesterday and then early today. And, you know, Avi and Avi and Travis in particular good now. Yeah, that was it was a great start to the game for sure. Um, you know, just just giving us that lead right away and giving Brett some some room to breathe. But um, you know, you put seven runs on the board in the first two innings, and that uh, uh, changes the game considerably. And we did a nice job today at that, and um, had had you know finished off a, a good road trip. Greg, the foundation of a lot of stuff on the trip was sorry, Sophia, was starting pitching. Yeah, um, and Brett, you know those long innings. He said maybe we're, we're a little tough early to find a rhythm, but just the the five guy, last five guys, sort of all put you in a position to win all those games, didn't they? Yeah, I mean this. It, look, I think this is a, it's a strength of the team. Um, we thought that, and, and they've delivered thus far in the season. Um, you know, they, they've all they've all been wonderful so far. All done their job, and each time out, given us a chance to win. And um, you know, today the offense um, put Brett in a good position, but it, uh, you know, thus far this season, it's it's our starting pitching that's um, given us a chance, given us a chance to win every day, um, and that's a pretty good formula. Did you have an update on Christian or Travis and how they're doing? Yeah, similar. Uh, Christian's just it's low back tightness. Um, Day to day, and Travis is a, let's see, a right shin contusion, and and this, it'll be the same day to day. We'll see how they're doing tomorrow. Um, not ruling them out. Uh, we'll just see how they get there when they get to the field. Great, a, a really big play in that game turned out to be that kind of weird double play that Yardley helped turn by fielding that high chop. I mean, yeah, they got two runs in second and third, and no outs. Been a different outcome there. Yeah, it, it, it changed the game for sure. I thought Vogie made a really just you know, patient play. And then Jace, did, Jace was kind of coaching him through it, yelling at him as he was kind of slow, slowly running over there. Um, but we, we handled it really well, I thought. Um, you know, we took advantage of a mistake, and, and it, it bought us an out, and it got yards through the inning. Then after your last three guys were really crisp. I mean, the last thing you want to do is let a team back in when you got a big lead, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, you know, those three guys did a nice job. J.P. Fireheisen has been a bit of an unsung hero so far. I think he's he's pitched a lot. He's pitched well. He's covered all his innings um, beautifully. Brad Boxberger had a really good trip, too, um, pitched in some big spots. And then Manny's homer, you know, Gave us some breathing room there, so we didn't have to get Josh up or anything like that, which is which is nice going into the next series. Um, so good, good, 
you know, team effort today that um, puts us in a good shape kind of moving forward. Sometimes you need a, a little luck, and, um, and um, Brett was talking about that line drive that Edmund smoked right at Travis yeah. and got, finally got him out of that tough inning. Then he sort of settled in after that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that was a very well-hit ball, and we were, we were in the right spot. Um, so we, we caught a break there, no doubt. Um, and, you know, that's Brett's part of Brett's game. The ball is going to be on the ground. Um, there's some days when it's not going to be at people. That's, you know, we've dealt with that with Adrian feels like quite a bit. Um, but we caught a break on there. Even, even in the first inning, I thought Brett did a nice job. The first guy gets on and we, after we score a bunch and then that double play wiped out that inning. I thought that was just a big part too, where they don't get themselves kind of going right away. So, um, you know, Brett, I think after that inning, it was, you know, he worked hard that inning, caught a break to get out of it. And then he was really good last two. Craig, was Manny's homer big for you until that, uh, their uh, Oviedo had done a really nice job of keeping your guys down and sort of giving them a chance maybe to get back in it. Yeah. I mean, I think Manny's home run is one of those that just, kind of set us up moving forward um you know what we didn't uh, brad was probably going to go out there for this for a second inning and be able to get him out of there so now he's uh, we got everybody available for tomorrow so that's that's kind of the thought of you know why that's a big big add-on runs um and, and not having to get josh up and then have him fresh going into the series as big as well yeah we are going to hear from manny pena uh before we get done tonight as uh Again, the Brewers get the 9-3 victory, and you heard Council talk about Shaw there. It's a shin, not the ankle. It's the shin. Um, so that may turn out to be okay. It's day-to-day for him. Yelich, back tight, lower back tightness. <clears throat> it's something then, uh, that, that he's going to have to fight through, and he's had some back issues uh, in the past, so no huge surprise there. But, uh, boy, they need the uh, batting champion and the former MVP and, and all that. They need him in there and and swinging well uh, to get where they want to go. Craig Council made a comment yesterday that said to be a, a good offensive team, Keston Hira is a critical part of that, and he is. Uh, it didn't surprise us with the day off today because of a ground ball pitcher. And and think about the play they just you know dissected there uh, against Yardley when when it was the comebacker it goes to Vogelbach and and then then you know Jace Peterson is, is kind of talking Vogie through the the actual uh, back end of that double play <laughs> it it does make you wonder what would have happened if Keston Hira had the baseball in his hand at that point <laughs> just run all the way and try and tag him yourself Keston don't throw that baseball but now, that's one of the reasons why Craig Council is making good decisions. Again, ground ball pitcher, Brett Anderson and Hauser back-to-back. Look for Keston here to take probably at least one of those days off, at least in the early going here, I should say. Um, one of those games, he's, he's going to sit. And then you've got some right-handed thump off the bench uh, when you're in that situation. We're going to hear, as I said, from Manny Pena coming up. Also, Brett Anderson and Travis Shaw. Who couldn't be happy for, for Travis Shaw right now? Doing what he's doing. We'll check some of the numbers for Travis. And we're going to hear from Travis Shaw up next here. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 
Don't underestimate a 5-4 and four mark, guys. It is good based on the competition, based on just the starting of this 2021 championship season. It's a decent mark, considering. We'll be back on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Welcome back. Brewers get the victory today. They take the game in the series and end up with the series victory, two games to one. They end up with the road trip at four and two, two of three in both Chicago and St. Louis. And we'll hear from Travis Shaw in just a second here. But as I said before the break, I mean, how can you not be happy for this guy? Uh, What he did in uh, 17 and 18 and then 19 hits. And boy, it was it was difficult. It was rather disturbing to see that. But now you look at a 308 batting average, 577 slugging percentage, 934 OPS. Uh, you have a 357 on base. He's got two homers, 10 RBIs, playing an absolute stellar defense. Now, if you look at the situation with Travis Shaw uh, compared to the Orlando Arcia trade, was were those two things connected? The play of Shaw and then the trade of Arcia? I, I don't think so. Um, but... You know, the more we get distanced from that trade, I, I, I'm still trying to, to, to figure it out. I mean, it, okay, two things. One is they, they may have needed the, uh, the pitchers, the bullpen arms, guys that are major league ready, that could get the call at any time if Yardley continues to blow up, if Rasmussen continues to blow up. Okay, so I get that there. Oh, I also would get the uh, Orlando Arcia behind the scenes, w- ask for a trade. Very difficult to, to retain an employee that doesn't want to be there. You guys know that from any, any uh, form of work. You don't want to be there, then do we want you? So that Okay, I would understand both those two concepts of the trade. But what's curious to me is the depth part of this and then who's going to play third base when it comes time for to, to face a tough lefty if Travis is going to s- sit? And you could have uh, started Orlando Arcia there. And probably going to be Robertson, I would think. Uh, and then you get to really my final point on that. Wouldn't, wouldn't someone possibly overpay for Arcia come July? Where guys, you know, injuries happen, lack of production off years for some of these guys, a pennant race team, whoever it might be. Maybe they overpay come July 1st through the 30th. It's just something to think about. I There's just more to it than that. It can't be just the Travis Shaw play. In other words, yep, Travis is fine. Don't need Orlando anymore. Let's move him. I, I think it's a lot more than that. There's There's something else to that. And... Um, to me, it, it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. The timing of it didn't make a lot of sense, but uh, things are done and, and we'll see how things turn out. That does lend me to take a close, hard look at Luis Urias and, uh, 
you know, whether or not it, it was uh, the philosophy was good to just give him shortstop and just, hey, no pressure, just go out there and do your thing. we got to keep a close eye on Luis Urias, certainly not Travis Shaw, because as I said, dude is, uh, dude is gaming, and, and that's what he's doing, and that is just such a pleasant do, – do I call it a surprise? I think so, based on a two thirty nine average last year and what he hit – uh, his final year in Milwaukee, like a buck sixty or something like that. So, it is awesome to see Travis Shaw doing what he's doing thus far through the nine games. Here's Travis Shaw after the Brewers win. Hey, Travis, can you first just update us on how you're feeling? Yeah, a little sore, but um, should be good to go tomorrow as long as, as long as it doesn't blow up on the flight. Uh, got my ankle pretty good, so, uh, but overall, not terrible. Travis, sometimes momentum doesn't carry over from game to game, but the offense finished hot yesterday and then picked it right back up today, particularly you and Avi. Uh, you must feel like the offense is moving in the right direction now. Yeah, it is. I mean, a uh, big first inning right there, getting four runs in the first is huge. Um, kind of kept the line moving that whole inning. And uh, anytime you can score that many in the top of the first, kind of settles everybody into the game a little bit. And we poured some more on in the second and got them out of there quick. and. Uh, pitching, pitching held on. So good day. Does it worry about? Does it, Travis? Does it worry about Yelly? You know, he's had that back before. Um, um, I mean, it's something that, like you said, it's happened before. I mean, he he knows it better than I I do. I don't I don't know the severity of it. He seemed in good spirits after the game, so I'm, I don't think it would be super severe. So I don't think it should be anything we have to worry about. You and, you and Andy had worked on some adjustments during spring training that you felt pretty good about. Can you share just how you've seen that pay off with the results that you've been getting here early? Like just what, what the difference with the adjustment was that you think is working? Yeah, it was just the setup and kind of the first movement. Um, Posture-wise, I'm standing, I'm trying to stay a little bit taller um, with that first movement. And it's a very simple, it's a very simple thought process for me, which makes everything like kind of just fall into place. It's, I'm not worried about a couple different things or mechanics or anything. It's really honestly just the setup and the first movement and everything else kind of has always taken care of itself when it's, when I've gotten to that position. And um, that's, that's the adjustment we made in spring training. And for me, it's just kept everything super simple so far this year. And it's easy to, easy to correct and easy to feel what I need to feel. And it's, it's helped tremendously so far at the start of the year. Travis, we've heard from many hitters who work with Andy that that little taller is a, is a common thing that they work on. What do you get from that as a hitter? It just cleans up the path. Um, I know for me personally, um, when I'm a little bit more hunched over, that first movement kind of dips the shoulder in. There's there's just not a lot of freedom in my swing, and and I fight. I'm a bigger guy, so I fight kind of my upper body and kind of the, the area in here and with, with me staying taller, it's just, it's freed up the path. It's freed up my direction and uh, it's made everything a lot easier and definitely more explosive uh, through that swing. And Travis, you mentioned the, the pitching before that this last turn through the rotation, those guys, I mean, basically <clears throat> allowed nothing. Um, what do you think that bodes for the team moving forward? 
I mean, all year the pitching has been incredible. I mean, offensively, we started off a little bit slow. Um, I think we could have a better record than we do just because of how poorly we swung the bats early in the season. But if that pitching keeps pitching like that, we're going to be in a really good spot come the end of the season. So offensively, we finally picked it up a little bit to back the pitching, but they've been they've been lights out from the beginning. And uh, I don't see any reason why it's going to change. I mean, our starters have been incredible. So as long as as long as everything stays like that, we're going to be in pretty much every single game every night. Travis, I know you weren't here last year, but Avi had kind of a tough year. He's probably told you all about it, but he's had some electric swings these last few days. And if he gets going, it's it's a the middle of the lineup can be really good, can it? Yeah, I mean he's got he's got insane power. I mean if he pulls it and he backspins it, you you just see what happens. I mean it's it's pretty impressive, and he doesn't BP. He doesn't do it a lot in BP, but when he does, it's like. It's in there. So when, when he gets into a little groove, like he seems like he's in right now, it could it lengthens the lineup. It, it, it's another threat to kind of go deep at, at any point during the game and uh, just kind of helps settle guys into their spots in the lineup. Yeah, no question about it. There's Travis Shaw. And, and I will say also not only Garcia, but Keston critical. I think Travis Shaw is pretty critical. If, if this team is going to be a good offensive team. Now, again, we, we have yet to determine whether this team is uh, ultimately going to be considered, quote, a good offensive team. But you just heard uh, Travis Shaw reiterate what we've been talking about on this show. If the offense doesn't struggle out of the shoot, they have at least another victory or two. They do. It's that simple. The pitching's been that good. You know, a lot of these games, are, are these uh, nip-and-tuck games, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're fighting these games, a 3-1 to one loss the other night uh, to the uh, Cardinals. And, you know, you're right there. You put up some offensive numbers, you're going to win that ball game. And so I, I would say that uh, guys like Shaw, Keston Hira, Garcia, it does lengthen that lineup. Now, it does concern me, and again, i gotta got to be honest here, that when you have um, – a Peterson, Pena, Urias, pitcher spot. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it it just doesn't jump off the sheet at you. But again, you know, maybe you you get these guys that pitch in like Pena today, and I'm not picking on on any of these guys uh, in particular. But I, uh, you know, when when you see half that lineup. When you see four spots of, of your nine-man offensive lineup, now granted one's a pitcher, obviously, but you know these other three guys, it just maybe 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 the lineup needs to settle in a little bit and a mix and match thing. Uh, as Craig Council moves along here, he's going to find a recipe, uh, and and it looks like he's starting to do that. Lorenzo Cain is a, is a key uh, point in that, uh, especially with Wong out. Where does he? You know, where does he fit? Is is he a platoon type guy? The guy's making twenty million a year. He is the club uh, clubhouse leader. Uh, he he does perform, and there's still plenty of uh, gas left in that tank. It looks like he's swinging the bat very well these days. No no question about it. And you just wonder if if you just leave him alone there at the uh, top of the lineup. All right, I mentioned Manny Pena. We're going to hear from Manny. 
uh, in just a couple of minutes. He mentions the Eagles song that he likes to sing, that and more. Coming up next here, Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. Brewers get the victory today. They win the game and the series in St. Louis. We'll be back on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Where did this one turn? It's time for the turning point of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Inia to left, and look at this one fly way back. Manny Pena, three-hit day, his first home run of 2021. And there's some insurance runs for you. It took a while. Yeah, big insurance for the crew today with Manny Pena. And and I think it's made even bigger because you got an opportunity there, or at least Council did, uh, to get Drew Rasmussen in there to pitch that ninth inning and, and work a little uh, a few bugs out of uh, Drew Rasmussen's uh, early going here in the 2021 championship season. That highlight and all the highlights from Valley Sports Wisconsin, Greg Kashan, Bill Schroeder on the calls today. And uh, we talk about the turning point. Was that really a turning point in the victory? Mm, you could say that maybe a, oh, I don't know, a four bat around four run first inning. Could have been it. I think Travis Shaw, a three-run shot in the second inning. Well, that could have been it. Maybe the homer by Garcia, a two-run shot. Yeah, could be. Um, but no. I think the turning point uh, came from Manny Pena, and he alludes to the fact of what he did prior to the game. Hey, we miss you guys in the clubhouse, man. I see Hotel California today before the game. <laughs> Isn't that there's, great? <laughs> there's your turning point. I had a, once, once everything clears out, I had to grab a guitar and play Hotel California, and he could sing it. That, now that would be comical. Uh, Manny Pena, uh, three for four, a walk today, a single double, a, a two-run home run. And for some reason, uh, there's a little bit of a heartbeat that uh, Manny Pena provides to this baseball team. And I, I think oftentimes we just – we in our conversations we just throw in that oh there's Manny Pena and I can tell you uh, on a personal note that um, over the years that he's been here he is one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in that room so you you mass the whole Brewers team in the clubhouse I don't know if there's anybody nicer Austin you were in there with me a few times I mean Manny Pena is one of the best dudes on the planet yeah and you can just hear it in the way he talks he's just very genuine when he speaks mm -hmm. to you it just it, it's awesome he's a great guy to have in the clubhouse especially after losing a clubhouse guy like Arcia I think it's guys like Pena that are going to help pick that up yeah yeah no question and 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 it also Omar Narvaez isn't going to you know catch every game and and so you've got the defensive skills in Pena, but you also he's been known to come up big for you and win a game or two for you. Especially so on go, holidays. Yo, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go back into the clubhouse and, and catch what Manny had to say after his big day. Hey, Manny, the, the offense has really perked up here these last two games, haven't they? Uh, it must feel good to, for the bats to start contributing. Yeah, the last, the last two games. This thing is coming hot, man. It's good. Like, if we win the series in Cup, if we win the series here, and now we go back home for six game, it's good for us to to start the game home like that with that confidence. 
Danny, what do you think about the pitching you're seeing so far and how important is that for what you guys want to do this year? Our pitching staff is doing very good, man. And Anderson was a little well in the first two innings, but after that he made a good adjustment with the slider and, and breaking ball change out and and that's that's what having a good success. And the guy like a like um hater William JP, he's doing so good, man. He's doing a, a very impressive job. So those guys like that, even Rosmo, man, I think he needed like like pitch like that today, like a, like a confidence. When he come back, he throws more what he got. Manny, what are you seeing differently from JP this year? I think I think it's, it's the confidence, man. I think it's, he throws a lot what he have. He throws good at what I put in the what finger I put. He throws like fastball, even if it's lighter, he can throw sliding any count. Change a righty with righty. So I think I think that's the big the big thing for him, like uh, the confidence he have in the mound. Man, he was mad at himself for walking those guys in the second inning with a big lead. But once Edmund hit that liner to Shaw, he he really settled in better after that, didn't he? Say it again. Can hear you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when when Anderson was struggling with his command in the second inning, he got that line drive out by Edmund to Shaw, and he seemed to settle. Yes, down. that was huge. That was a, a big out, man. Like a second inning, bases loaded. Like hard. He, like I said, first two innings he was a little struggling, and and make it and make it that inning like that. So it's good because he rests a little bit in the dugout, and now he come back to the third inning with more confidence. Hey, Manny. Different does Avisale look this year? Avi Garcia. I mean, he's swinging the bat a lot better. Yeah, yeah, he's swinging. He's swinging so good. So that's the Avi I know before he come here. So he he got big bat. He he can hit a homer. He produced a lot of run. So those guys like a like a Travis Shaw, Avisail, Lorenzo Cain, Jelish is is top lineup, man. It's hard to beat us with the our pitching stuff. I think it's the other thing is. It's going to be, I mean, it's tough to, to be offered now. Manny, how important is it for each of you individually to, you know, have good days like you did today and have success just for the whole lineup to get going, you know, for each of you to have confidence? Yeah. It's like that when, when, when somebody start hitting well, I think it's, it's like, like everybody start hitting good too. So it's like you hitting base C, I hit base C, the other hitting homer. So everybody's compact. So everybody started hitting well. Everybody started playing more, much better. And that's what we do last last two games. I think we scored 19, 18 runs in two games. So it's that's what I, that's what the Brewers do. It's, it's scoring a, a lot of runs. And and I think it's with the pitcher staff and the offense we have right now, that 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 compact is gonna be hard, hard for us. It's gonna be a tough. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Manny. Thank you, everybody. All right, there, there he is, Manny Pena, one of the one of the nicest guys you're going to meet, and you're happy for him with a day like today. We'll check the box score in just a couple of minutes here as the Brewers get a nine-three victory. You heard him allude to the fact that the last couple of days, eighteen runs, uh, nine yesterday, nine today. That's eighteen runs in two games. The first seven games of this uh, season, well, the Brewers' offense scored twenty total runs so nice to see these guys getting back on track a little bit and now there would be probably some understanding in uh you know maybe a 
uh, an offensive chemistry standpoint to uh, you know find themselves a little bit. But we all know that the early stages here, you know, they needed to hit better. No question about that. And they have as of late, and we'll see if that carries over into a three-game set against the Cubs. Pitching's been dynamite uh, one time through the rotation. Last five starts, just one total earned run given up. And that was today by Brett Anderson. Let's hear from Brett Anderson, the Brewers' lefty, after the win. Brett, especially as a contact guy, how, how much did those seven runs help you go out there and kind of do your thing? Yeah, I mean, it was it was good, obviously, the offense clicking on all cylinders. A um, little tough to get in the rhythm there, but obviously it's a good problem to have with the runs. But, um, yeah, not the prettiest outing by, by any stretch, but um, be able to grind through five and, you know, keep it at one. And, um, you know, like I said, not ideal, but I'll take it still early. Brett, that, um, the, the second inning, was it just a matter of, like, I mean, you had to sit for a while. Um while all that offense was happening, was it just a matter of like rhythm for you that affected the command? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the first two <clears throat> were a little lengthy, but um, like I said, I'd rather have it that way than not. And so, um, yeah, just the walks are shouldn't happen, but um, they did, and I was able to limit it limit it to one. Um, Edmund squared up a ball right at right at Shaw, and so uh, able to limit limit the damage there, and then kind of settle in and make some better quality pitches, and uh, have a, have a more efficient you know third fourth fifth. Brett, Brett, you pitchers have been saying throughout the first week the offense was eventually going to break out with all those hitters, and they've done it two days in a row now. you think now they can relax and just play their game? Yeah, I mean, we had some really good at-bats today, um, did some damage with the home runs. It was uh, it was fun to watch. Brett, how much does it throw off your, your preparation and routine when you pick up a bat before you throw your first pitch of the day? Yeah, I don't really anticipate that, but like I said, it's a good problem to have, and you'd rather have it that way than not. But, um, yeah, for somebody that likes to work quick and get efficient, it, you know, you just got to get used to it a little bit. But, um, yeah, you don't really anticipate hitting in the first inning, but, you know, it happened. Brett, you were a couple walks and a ground out from a whole turn through the rotation without allowing an earned run. Um, oh, what what do you it. think of just the, the group you and sort of the, the, the thing with the, the five of you have going right now? Well, I'm not real thrilled to hear that. I wish I couldn't have ruined that streak. But um, no, I mean, the, the way the starters, you know, I kind of did my deal today, but the, the rest of the guys have been phenomenal um, with the strikeouts and the, I mean, the stuff they have is, you know, phenomenal. And so uh, you get on a roll and you try to pass the baton on to the next guy. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we can keep that going, you know, the you know, offense and defense and, you know, clicked on all cylinders and I was able to do my part. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun to be a part of. But this kind of this capped a successful road trip too. You take two out of three in both cities, and a nice recovery from losing that series at home. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we were able to get back on track, had some quality pitching, quality hitting, and uh, yeah, it's a good road trip. If you can if you can win series on the road, that's uh, that's always a good thing for sure. Yeah, I will echo that sentiment right there. You went especially in Chicago and St. Louis in division here in the Central. There's uh, Brewers left-hander Brett Anderson as the Brewers get the victory today, 9-3. We'll check out some of the numbers in, in this one as uh, you know, a couple of uh, replacements here, Yelich with the back and and uh, Travis Shaw with, with the shin. But uh, no causes uh, for major concern when you put up nine runs yesterday and nine runs today. 
You heard Manny Pena also talk about the offense. You, you heard Travis Shaw say, you know, keeping the line moving. I like that sentiment as well. As the Brewers get the victory today, uh, we'll check out the numbers next. The Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Big, big win for the crew. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Who stood out in tonight's game for the crew? Who didn't have such a great night? Let's find out the answers as we go inside the box. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. 9-3, the final. Brewers get the victory today to take the series. Final couple of minutes of the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And, and I do have some history out at uh, Great Lakes Dragway. I do, I do want to let you know it's a great time, first of all. Um, but they have, uh, you guys want to you know rip up and down Highway 100? Now, there's a much safer and more fun way to do those things, and that's at uh, the stock night. You can uh, log on to greatlakesdragway.com, get all the... Uh, track details there but we used to do that as uh, as younger dudes going out to union grove and and just you know just racing cars down cracking engine blocks because we're, we're just having so much fun but that's that's all part of it and uh i guess uh over the years the band has played there uh, a handful of times too so a lot of fun out at great lakes dragway weather's going to be better it's going to be outdoor activities, so you can do your social distancing. You want to wear a mask uh, outside, and then that's your deal. Throw one on and go have some fun at Great Lakes Dragway. Let's check out the numbers uh, going inside the box here today. Lorenzo Kane leading off goes one for four with a run scored. He also drew a walk in this one. Daniel Vogelbach, one for four, one RBI, two runs scored. He also drew a walk. A lot of patience by this offense today. Christian Yelich, before he was removed from the game due to back tightness, one for two with a run scored. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. goes one for three. Avi Garcia, one for five, two runs scored, two RBIs with the two-run shot. Travis Shaw, one for two, three knocked in, two runs scored, one walk. Robertson goes 0 for two. Manny Pena, have a day, three for four. With a uh, couple of RBIs, a couple of runs scored, he also drew a walk. Jace Peterson, 0 for 4, with a walk. Luis Urias, 0 for 3, with two walks. Brett Anderson, 0 for 2, with a walk that drove in a run. Uh, that was uh, an at-bat where he's up 3-0, takes a couple of strikes, and then just watches and hopes and probably, in all honesty, probably should have been a strikeout right there. But we'll take it. That extended that Brewers lead at that time to four zip. Uh, pitching line, speaking of Brett Anderson, he goes uh, five innings, allows five hits, just one run. It was earned, a couple of walks and one strikeout. Eric Yardley, ouch, one inning, two hits, two runs, both earned with a walk and a, uh, no strikeouts. J.P. Fireisen does it again. One inning, no hits, no runs, a walk. Uh, Boxberger. One inning, uh, no runs, no hits, no walks, and one strikeout. Drew Rasmussen, this is a much-needed outing for him. One inning, uh, no runs, just one hit, and a strikeout, no walks. The Brewers today, 
They get nine runs on nine hits with one error. Cardinals, three runs on eight hits with an error. The win goes to Brett Anderson. He is now one and one. The loss to Ponce de Leon, he is one and one. Uh, to check the attendance, you got to go 32% of capacity at Bush Stadium. So you guys can do the math on that. 32%. I find that interesting. Not 35, not 30, but 32 at Bush. Well, the Brewers uh, are back home uh, tomorrow. They fire up a three-game set right back into the into the soup here in, in some uh, division play in the Central. The Cubs in town. A 640 first pitch after the last pitch. You make the switch right here. We'll be talking Brewers baseball on the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Big time victory for the crew today, and it is big. Uh, We will, I guess uh, Austin will be talking about this uh, narrative, if you will, every year. And I think every year I do talk about this, and that is, these games count as much as they do in July before the trade deadline. These games count in August. A lot of people say a pennant race starts on August 15th. Uh-uh, not in my book. This year it started April 1st, and the Brewers are 5-4. and four. Stiff competition here, Austin. Are you, are you scoreboard watching? Uh, not necessarily scoreboard watching. <laughs> I'm keeping, a, keeping an eye on where we sit in the standings, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not necessarily concerned about you know, game to game right now for these other teams. I'm more so looking at, at where we sit in the standings because, like you said, every game counts. So, I mean, a win now is just as good as a win in September. So I'll take all of them that we can get. Yeah, it is, and it's against uh, division foes here, and that just elevates it a little bit more than that. And they're right back, as I said, in division. Three games set against the Cubs before a, an off day on Thursday and then the Pirates uh, in town. Uh, the Brewers at home all week long, obviously playing every day but Thursday. And tailgaters are back. I want to hear from you guys after the game tomorrow, those that did tailgate. You guys have a great rest of your weekend, what's less left of it tonight. And I'll see you tomorrow after the ball game for Austin, Texas. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. And remember, as always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Smile.